Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another one of the Premier League Cricket Show. And this time it's a bit of a special. Uh, we're going to do lots of previews for the 2024 season. Uh, but this one's a preview for something that's happening right now. Here we go. In Spain, it's the European Champions League, part of the European Cricket Network. They've done a phenomenal job bringing 30-plus countries together from around Europe. Some of the best cricket you'll ever see is out there in terms of the way that the ball gets hit distances that you're not going to see in many grounds in the UK, to be frank. It's a completely different ball game altogether. And we're very lucky this year from England to have two clubs joining the European Champions League. So joining us tonight, as, as we record this, um, firstly, I've got my usual oppo, Hugh. How are you doing, mate? How are you doing? Good to see you again, mate. From our T20 National Champions, Wimbledon Cricket Club. Uh, I was privileged enough to be at Derby last year when the guys won the T20 National. Uh, I commentated on it a little bit as well. We've got Ali Fraser. Hi, Ian. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, Ian. It doesn't seem two minutes ago since we were at Derby, does it? No, time has flown. Yeah, and the season... Yeah, the season was long, and suddenly we're back into it as well. I've been training a week or two now, so it didn't seem long at all. Lovely, great day it was. Very enjoyable day. Definitely. We'll come back to that in a bit, I'm sure. And also joining us, because they've been invited back. Don't know what they did wrong last year to get invited back, but the runners-up in the European Champions League last year were our friends from Hornchurch Cricket Club, and joining us tonight, he was vice-captain last year, but I understand he's skippering the team this year. Mark Whitlock, how you doing, mate? How you doing? How you doing, Ian? You guys? Yeah, good to see you again, mate. Good to see you, sir. We're, we're just what? We're recording this now, two weeks to the day, before you lot will have played all your first games. Let's talk to Wimbledon first, Ali. What's the atmosphere in the camp, thinking about going out there and playing T10 for the first time? I'm really excited, actually. I think we've, as I say, we've had a couple of couple of sessions, and uh, just I think in the last few days of actually getting the players organised, kits come through, and got into the nitty gritty of talking about it too much. But yeah, the opportunity to go and play, you know, it, it is a bit different. I mean, it's almost like a a very very early pre season 
training scenario. But uh, no, I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. I think we've got about 14 or 15 and a few actually guys from the, from the rest of the club, four or five are travelling out to come watch as well. So it, uh, yeah, it should be a very enjoyable few days. Definitely. that. And yourself, Mark, you guys, I, I was lucky enough to be with you last week for, for an evening. I was down there on business and so I popped around to see you guys. I think you're a bit excited to go back, aren't you? Yeah, no, we, look, we loved it. We found it hard early stages last year, but we had a slight advantage. I like to think that we played it, and it's such a different game. Um, we say we only just qualified the first week, but then we got our act together and won the three in the one day. It's fast, it's furious, it's it's almost like baseball rather than cricket, but it's it's not a bowler's game, certainly. But um, look, it's fun, it's enjoyable. I would like exactly what you said earlier. I would very, very much hope it's us to be Wimbledon in the sh- showdown final. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it, to get, go all the way through that on the three days hey you, you start two weeks today and first game up in your group actually is yourselves at Hornchurch you're playing Mechelen Eagles yeah you got the 10 o'clock start haven't you 11 over there it's an early one yeah I think we play first and third game and then the yeah. day I think we play second and last game against Wimbledon and Underlight. hopefully we've both that's... played three one three and then we nothing on it so <laughs> but that's 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 the artist Underlight that takes some getting used to hey let's talk about first games because I watched last year's first game Mark yeah and the phrase I would use bluntly is you lot were like rabbit in headlights. Uh, you have the first game in the Champions League last year. Is, is that a fair comment? 100%. Uh, we, <laughs> we were well, well documented. We we got there Wednesday, uh, Sunday afternoon. It was sunny. It was warm. We had a few too many drinks. First game on, bumped into the Germans who had two big hitters early. <laughs> And then it was only after the first game that Jeremy came in, the chairman, and said, look, you've got to get your act together. Don't mind you having a drink. And then we got through and the eliminator, then we had to play the second, third and fourth place. Then the final, we won by 10 wickets. But it's mm-hmm. a bit of getting used to. And as I said to you a minute ago, under the lights is really hard because they're not very high. You see, oh, you've probably watched a lot of it here and you see a lot of catches go down under lights. And that's because they're so low. And the bowling arm, if you're fielding like square leg, point, firm, it comes out of the light. And you only really see it when it goes into the dark. It mm. takes a lot of getting used to. And I say in the final against the French, which it cost us really, we dropped there two or three times early and catches win matches, as they say, but especially when they're dropping their two main people. But, but it's hard, it's fun, it's fast and... I'm sure Wimbledon will love it. So I hope it's an England v England final and the best team goes through. Yeah, you guys been looking some of the video from last year, Ali? I have to say not not too much. Uh, I'm sure one or two. Undoubtedly, for, for players to play under lights is more difficult than anything. Yes, and the fast and furious, I, I can sense it's obviously that way. I'd say the preparation is really quite difficult, isn't it, to, to, to be honest, because you, you're coming out of the winter and you can't really practice game situations. Mm-hmm. Well, most people in the nets half of the day these days, they all just keep teeing off anyway. So it's <laughs> off. It's no bad thing anyway. And the bowlers stand there cursing. And, and I, I sense, you know, as, as Mark's just said, you know, it's not a bowler's game. But uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll try and obviously have plenty of options. But I think uh, I think you're right. Uh, and a key point, uh, as Mark said, you know, it's um, there to go and very much enjoy as well. You know, everybody commented on the final last year. It took a lot of work to get there. Some, some really pressurised days. Um for the guys back to back from a Saturday, so uh, pretty tired as well. So this is nice, obviously a reward to to get there and to say obviously play as well as you can, but enjoy it most definitely. And I think look at the fixtures on the first day in particular; it's really interesting that Hornchurch play the first game. So at least you guys can rock up, Ali, and you can watch that mm. game as well as warming up and get a feel for what's going on at Castlemore, can't you? Yes, that would that that will be nice, you know, player wise. Uh, you know, we've got a few changes. Probably half the side still uh, is overseas, but they played in the final, playing here or there in, around the world, which is which is you know good yeah. for them. So it's going to give an opportunity for one or two of the 
particularly our new faces, one or two of our students who are around as well. So, yeah, that will be, uh, it'd, say, it'd be nice for them to be observe the game and, and see see the pace of the game. Who's, who's missing then? Who you're not able to take with you, just for those who are listening? Obviously, Nick Welsh, obviously, isn't playing. He's gone back to Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, was, it was quite nice. Obviously, infantry got a call up for the national team, but he was part of the T20 yeah. side that obviously failed to qualify. So it was a bit of a jack on high for him. It was shame, really. Mm-hmm. And then one or two of our, of our boys are playing, a couple are playing in South Africa that were involved in the kind of the tournament last year. So, yeah, there is a, there is a few missing. And then I think one or two of the university lads, whether they can get time off or not, but it's 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 good. You know, it, it gives an opportunity within the club. So I'm not worried too much. From your group that is going out there, though, who would you be putting names out there to listeners to say, keep an eye out? I've got one or two in mind myself straight away, but who would you put your, your names on? I mean, it's funny enough, uh, the captain, uh, Webby, was, you know, yet again, went about his stuff very well. But actually, as a young player, Tim Lloyd, unlucky last year, actually. Played and actually started playing a few games for the Surrey Twos and until he broke a finger, which was a shame because he'd been involved in their academy. It became a real presence uh, as the season went on. And uh, yeah, he's a good young player. And uh, he's he's at Leeds University now. And uh, yeah, probably myself personally, we're going to try and give him a little gig at my home club at Middlesex to see if he can go and play somewhere. Because obviously Surrey is such a, uh, a tough place to get into for any young player. But uh, he, he's a good player. Tim Lloyd, yeah, he's coming on really well. Just on Tim there, I mean, in T20 last year for you, I think possibly across couple of different formats of well, formats of T20 but average 50 at strike rate of 125 so um you know he did very well as a young player and I've, I've got him as 20 is he 20 yeah it is you yeah he's just turned 20 yeah. that, I, I can imagine that strike rate's probably going to go up you know it tends to do with the young lads you know the average you know if it can stay something like that but the strike rate go up for you particularly the T10 mold um he's going to be he's going to be one to watch and he didn't obviously you know particularly not just T20 and stuff and on a Saturday, didn't get a lot of go. We were quite fortunate, as you know, to Ryan Ryan Patel sometimes plays mm-hmm. and Jack, our overseas Jack Boyle. So, you know, some players where he doesn't always get lots of time. But as the season went on, he went up the wall a little bit more, probably a bit higher now. So, uh, yeah, just obviously hoping for Wimbledon. But actually, whether we can hopefully get an opportunity to the next level up would be nice for Tim. Yeah, yeah and I think Tim was one of the players that we discussed during the end of last season, mm-hmm. wasn't he? A number of mm-hmm. times, Hugh, he came Absolutely. up in... Number two, and it's interesting. Both clubs have got players that we we, we talked about. We have got Tim Lloyd down at uh, Wimbledon, who was mentioned numerous times by us towards the end of last season, and then uh, up at Hornchurch, you've you've got the guy that I think you guys call the magician, Mark. You've got a deal. Yeah, he's some player. Man. Completely, completely the opposite end of the age spectrum to Tim, by the way. But <laughs> yeah, no, he's been he's been unbelievable. He was obviously a pro at Essex and Northampton, and he's uh, for those that don't know, Shoaib Malik's brother, uh, Pakistan international. But he, he he's our main man. He's he bats, leg spins, unbelievable. You would probably tell me some figures in a minute, but he takes so many wickets, and he's so clever. And you know what? He's a genuinely nice fella, and he's yeah, he's one of our main man. Obviously, we've got. George Hankins, um, was at Gloucester, um, Gavin Griffiths, Lancashire. And there's also, we've got our, our overseas, we didn't have last year, but the year before, Irfan, who played Pakistan B. He's coming over from Sydney. Um, he's real box office. He is. He bowls at 85, six foot four, hits it a mile. So he, it'd be interesting to bowl on that AstroTurf because he does get a bit of bounce and he's action. If everyone wants to have a look, just have a look on um, YouTube. His arms and legs are all over the place, but he puts it down at a fair rate of a speed. So he'd be very good to watch on that. And they say he's no, there's no blocking with him either. So, <laughs> so now we've got that. I'll be honest with you, Ian. We've got like the first week we went last year was very similar to what Alistair said. We had four or five missing. It really, we did struggle to get through, but this time we've got a full first 
going plaster on the so we we are at full strength uh, and unfortunately a couple of players that played last year didn't even make the squad so we're taking 14 um which are generally 14 first team squad players where last year we had a couple of second team and third team just a field so yeah we're lucky we've got everyone out everyone's a blur to Everyone can play, yeah. everyone can get there. But it's 10 overs. It takes one person batting. We noticed that last year, some of the teams that we played, the, uh, I think it was the Greeks, they had a man called Mumtaz. Yes. What, it, <laughs> that, with no disrespect to him, the other 10 probably wouldn't get in the first team. But him, he just hits it absolute. You had to get him out. He bats from yeah. overs. As you see with Naby for the French, you, you have to get him out. Yeah, so it, it's, it's one player. It's all right having the 11 good players. If one player turns up and turns it on for ten overs, you're going to get a good score. Yeah, Naby from the French is a is a different ball game altogether when he comes back comes back to play. Um, Jason Van der Merwe, yep. from uh, CIYMS in Ireland, he, he's going out there again, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's slightly different to Naby. Naby's just pure power, where mm-hmm. Van der Merwe just plays proper cricket shots and. You don't see any of this. Naby just hits the ball absolutely everywhere for six. He's very good, Vandermeer. I would, as cricketing batsman, I think him and George were probably the best two batsmen. But Naby was very, very effective. But look, there's some there's some good hitters in there. I've got to ask you both: either club, Wimbledon or Hornchurch, tried to sign anyone specifically for this tournament? You know, someone you thought, you know what? If we could get him in for a few weeks, that would make a big difference. I'll throw a name out there straight away. One of my favourite players from last year throughout, Asa Tribe. We, I'll be honest, we we um, we we didn't want to go down the route of people just bringing them in, and I won't mention any names, but a couple of the England squad who won in the ECC, okay, contacted George to give us to ask for they what they want them to play for us. We didn't go down that route. We did try and get Paul Walter for Essex. Yeah, he was with us for three seasons, but obviously he left us to go to Essex. A long stint in, in the Big Bash and done unbelievable. And Essex wasn't keen on letting him come because they were doing a lot of pre-season testing and they was going to it. So it was a no-go. But he, we tried to get him. But other than that, as I say, we have had a lot of people saying, oh, do you want us to... George will probably tell you him. But I think we had a couple from... I'm sure it's Newcastle way saying, oh, do you want us to play for you? in the... But uh, he's, yeah, it's mad. He was getting emails and yeah. but other... It's growing. It's growing. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, other than the Paul Water. And it would have been Paul or Erfan. Obviously, Paul can do it. Erfan wanted to come. As I say, he's mm. all the way from Sydney to play. So, yeah, that's it. Other than that, it's just they're all club members and just our, t- our first team from last year. And what about yourself, Ali? Not really. In uh, uh, the angle, um, Dane Villas, who's obviously just retired mm. from Manchester, he, he actually lives in Wimbledon. His children come and play at the club, and he's now obviously just uh, you know, finishing playing. And uh, he's learned he's working alongside John. Uh, we'll be working alongside John to see how yeah. cricket development, director cricket works. and. I don't think he really wants to play too much. I and mean, obviously, he's just finished his uh, just finished the SA twenty. So it was we chatted of it. I think briefly through it, but I don't think that will occur. We'll, we'll very much bring the side that has played, as I, as I talked about. Mm. It's interesting, obviously, of how people play. I mean, you know very much about uh, Wanstead. Was interesting to play them last year. Yeah. That was almost like a shock for our guys to see how they played mm-hmm. yeah just literally just came at it from ball one and obviously this in a shorter version but that that that's probably what i'll just say to the, the guys is how all the sides will play literally a shot of ball just keep obviously they just kept kept teeing off all the way and even they were nine down and whatever they they kept going all the way to get within 10 so probably the toughest game we had actually in the competition last year with that that game because they just literally and i kept saying to the guys 
they're never out of this because they will just keep keep trying to strike it. Definitely. It was one of those seasons when I think for Wimbledon in particular, watching you through the competition, you learned as you went along, didn't you? Um, mm. And then, yeah, I, I've said to a number of people, I do think you had a, a little bit of an advantage when it came to the T20 National Final and that you'd had a couple of weeks of downtime, shall we call it, whereas mm. San Diego had to play right up to the end of the season uh, the, the day before. You guys rocked up at Derby pretty relaxed in comparison to what they'd obviously been through. They'd obviously dropped one or two players, but uh, it, it, was, it was a relatively straightforward winning the end for you in the final as well wasn't it to get through it was very fortunate it, it, it went it did did go very well and that's what I'm saying the, the, the game in actual the quarter final as well after beating one sig was reasonably straightforward as well and to say one sig within a shout was, was, was the toughest game probably in the whole uh, tournament I mean uh, you know Surrey itself has obviously got a uh, some strong sides to get through the grounds and the finals day is always a good test mm. but uh yeah, no, it, it developed quite nicely. And that's right, we probably did have a little bit of a break. You often think, oh, are you better off playing? But we just obviously just kept on our training in between and yeah, didn't up the ante too much at all. And uh, that break probably just uh, helped us get in a right position to, to win it. Just on um, you know, how you approach it, I mean, looking at to the T- T20 breakdown, you, you know, you've got the first sort of six overs and then middle overs and then the death. I mean, how do you work that from a T10 perspective? Is, is there Are there periods of the game or is it literally just go for it? Probably from my point of view, I just unless unless you're chasing, I mean, as far as obviously when you're looking to set a target, yeah, I don't think there's any any real holding back, is it? Because you've not got time to look and think. You've got enough players who come in from all 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 down the order who can put back to ball, and you're probably emphasising just listening to yourselves talking about it, how it's played and how everybody plays it. But like baseball, it's you know it is a shot of ball, and you know you've got, you've just you've got sixty deliveries. So, but I think if you're chasing, you can probably have a look at it in a slightly different way if you're not chasing a big score, but. I'm sure that doesn't happen too often. Just out of interest, Mark, how much did the weather and the temperature affect the game last year, Dax? It was a bit. It wasn't brilliant all week, was it? It was a bit in and out. But did that make a difference as well? The first week, the first week was really clear. No, no rain, no cloud. It was just pure. But the evenings, like when we go out, start, it, the evenings, as soon as the sun goes down, it gets really yeah. cold. That, I remember mm. and the first night game. And the lights, I promise you, we were freezing. I don't, in, <laughs> in the final, I didn't bowl, and the deal didn't want to. You couldn't get it, it was so cold. You got oh, wow, mountains. Honestly, I promise you, it was really, really, really cold. I think a deal was wearing a beanie out in the final, yeah. But during the day, it was lovely. The second week, it was quite warm, it was no real. Mm. But the first mm. week, I know it's only three or four weeks difference, but the temperatures were a lot different from the first to the second time. But yes, yeah, it goes down, it gets really cold, yeah. Mark, you do realise Wimbledon have now just doubled their baggage allowance there. That's just cost them. They were going shorts and T-shirt, <laughs> flip-flops, that was it. Now they, they're all getting jumpers out, coats, all sorts. They need them for the night game. <laughs> they will. They will. No, useful, useful to know, Mark, indeed. Yeah, I didn't realise. I mean, I, I can imagine it once the sun goes down, but yeah, that's uh, it's worth knowing. And I think also that early game, thankfully it's not as early as what the... <laughs> The ladies had to play in the the women's championship in December when they were they were starting at something like nine o'clock in the morning, and it was I think one of the days the England girls actually warmed up and it was three degrees. Uh, yeah, you know, that was cold to mm. warm up in, um, and you could see that, that you know they were really really cold playing then. And in winter, of course, the temperature just got up for that couple of hours in the middle of the day. At least you've got a little bit more of that. But you're right. I mean, the, it did make a big difference and. In terms of that evening dew that was on that ball, it was very, very apparent with, let's just say, clubs who don't play more often in that sort of weather from around Europe, they really do struggle in it, don't they, Mark? Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, it's, uh, 
it was hard. It was hard, especially so the day, the day games really weren't a problem. I think I remember the first day was quite windy, and I say it's hard to explain, but you're quite high up in the the ways you go up, you go up the mountains, you're really high up. So it doesn't really feel with the balls all over the place. But look, it's a lovely ground. The outfield's like a carpet, and they look brilliant oh, there. It is, yeah, there's there's no excuses. The pitches, you bowl it short, it bounces. There's no not much turn for the spinners, but it's for the seamers. Mm. It's it's good for the seamers. You get if you bowl it short, you get a lot of carry. Now I'm sure Ali might have spoken to one or two other lads who've been out there. You might have spoken to David Scott, for example, who played for England out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting the, the approach that teams take out at Cartimer between yourself, Mark, the spinners, yep. all the way through to the absolute express pace that in between, isn't there? And it, it, it it's so varied for each club, isn't it? Yeah, it's, a deal, believe it or not, didn't get that many wickets. He didn't no. go for many runs, but he didn't. You were probably different, but mm-hmm. I'm, just through memory, I'm pretty sure it was either me or Gavin with a top wicket take. In terms of wickets, T20 wickets. Across this is across, picking it all out from all the thousands of T twenty T twenty comps in the ECB. But I've got top wicket taker in the last year. This is this is not European Championship. I haven't got those stats up, but no. But I've got so Wimbledon's in terms of the T twenty comps last year. Wimbledon was top stat. Charlie Whipple. Yes, uh, interesting. You just mentioned him. I was just about to say spinner. He's a six foot seven leg spinner. So yeah, that'd be interesting to see. Obviously, Charlie, because he say he spins it and he makes it bounce. Obviously. He will be interesting. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. But... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you're both flying out on the Wednesday, yeah. Uh, the day before you play. Uh, I mean, I think both clubs have got reasonably early flights, which is good. Which means when you get out there, you've got the data. You know, check in, relax. Mm. Any thoughts of you know what you're going to do that afternoon? In different to last year, Mark. Uh, no, we'll just have a chill out. We'll probably go down to the bar and a few beers. But that night's quite. Um, Alistair will realise it's, it's quite full on. You have to have meetings and you have to have all um, photo shoots, and so it's not a. a what you want, okay. you have to go. You have your dinner in the hotel. Then there's all fo- team photos and personal photos because they use them on the TV. So they have to. All, you have to put all your kit on and have all the photos. So it, it's not a matter of just do what you want. 
And then the worst thing is the <laughs> the first morning before you play is a massive meeting. It's all corruption meeting, and that goes on our way. Yeah. So it drags on a little bit, but they have to do it. So um, so it's not all, yes, yeah, so especially like us, we've got the first game. The meeting will probably be about half seven in the morning. So Yeah, you're looking forward to that, aren't you, Mark? I can't wait. So there's obviously no time to do any any form of activity really on the on the Wednesday time wise. It yeah, no, like... you're we're about the same similar similar to last. You get there about two, I think about yeah. seven. So you've got a little thing. I was actually talking to the boys last week, and it's like this one's very rushed and very compact. You don't get time. Finals week, the whole mm. week, and then you, you have a couple of rest days, and you play once, twice in the week. It's very a lot more chilled out, and but this one's. It's yeah. even worse this year because they did that every week last year. It was a Sunday, was a rest day because they've got an extra group. There's no rest day; they're just going all the way through. But yeah, yeah, it's enjoyable, yeah. but it's full on because you don't get like that last game is half seven out there. So time it finishes, time it finishes, you get back to the hotel. You're talking eleven o'clock at night. It's it's quite late, and that yeah. that's what the whole week's building towards for both clubs, Ali. You've got your, mm. your games in the the precursor, I and mean, you know, let's be honest, if the if the European Cricket Network haven't done this on purpose. It's pure luck, isn't it? But I doubt it very much. They've put Friday night under lights, 7.30, Hornchurch versus Wimbledon. They know that's the big one in that group by a mile. I mean, that, that must be the one the lads are looking forward to, Ali. Yeah, I, I say I haven't bounced around too much, but they're obviously uh, fully aware of uh, Hornchurch being there and, and, and doing very well in it. So, uh, yeah, I, I think everybody's put two and two together and realising without any shadow that in theory should be the uh, strongest game. But it's just quite far. I mean, Mark describes as the big hitters from Germany and things like that. It's obviously in the French, you know, just to get used to the sides from these sides. And I'm sure they've got some very good cricketers, but uh, yeah, it doesn't normally roll off the tongue, does it, cricket-wise, to say uh, these sides. But yeah, I'm sure they'll uh, sure they'll be decent. It doesn't. And I'll, I'll yeah. speak to Vinny in the next week or so before before the tournament starts, who obviously be commentating. And, you know, he'll have heads up on one or two clubs from around Europe who will shock people. There's a guarantee. Um, he did exactly mm. the same for the European Championships. He gave people heads up on who was going to... You know, he said Switzerland were going to shock people. And people went, Switzerland? Cricket? But they shocked one or two people. And as Mark said, you know, you, you only need one or two players to have a day out, basically, don't you? You just need that couple of big opening batters for Germany or you need the the, the bowlers for, for Dre to have an absolute field day. And it's a different ball game at T10 because it moves so quickly. On the on the um, you know, we talked about the batters and the approach bowling wise. What are the bowlers thinking here? Are, are you looking to upskill the armory to you know pull out some uh, interesting new deliveries to try and slow that run rate and to to keep the ball inside the boundary rope? I, w- I would think the, the bowlers are the ones who who really need to do the work. I mean, I think they're, they're used to obviously the kind of pressures that come along, really thinking on your feet. I and mean, it's interesting that you watch all, all forms of cricket and recently on the TV, the good old fashioned York at the end of the day is one of the one of the best attributes they've been able to nail that, etc. I guess the verge on the slur balls. You know, our players, our players at the level, you know, are they able to deal with it? You know, scoop wise, etc. These kind of shots are often only the very best can play them that well. So, yeah, you're right. They're, they're going to have to think on their feet. I think that's what my points to them were and chopping uh, and changing it. And if you might need six, seven bowlers, etc., per game, so that could well be uh, quite important that you can throw the ball to different. We've generally got a lot of seamers with us, but uh, it's quite nice to certainly have Charlie there and uh, and another Sarah Armour. And yourself, Mark, you guys have been there and done that before, and you've sort of flexed it around the bowlers quite a lot last year, didn't you? Yeah, there really is no. We tried different formations, different styles. If a batsman's in, like you say, the Yorker, Alice, you get it mm. two inches out. It's it's a four. Also, on our yeah. body, it's 50 
yard boundary. No, yeah, we, yeah. we tried bouncing Naby out, and the, the, the French is Ari, and you see that, and Gavin is going even further. It, it really, without saying, is the, the so to say, the lesser bowlers are harder to hit than the proper bowlers. And it's that sort of game. Yeah. It, as I say, look, we're lucky this year. We've got a bit like, as I seven or eight bowlers. I can throw the ball to whoever. The, se- the seamers didn't get as many wickets as the spinners, but the spinners went for more. That's, that's mm. the way we looked at it. But look, you can throw the ball to anyone. And those games, I think Harry Ankins, he bowled one, two, two overs, two for seven. The next game, he bowled two overs, naught for 38, I think it was. So, as you, as you, as you uh, make sense yeah. of that. So, and Gavin... Gavin bowled brilliant one there. Next, same me. He bowled two overs for eighteen, and then you go to third. There's no that doesn't make any sense. You just get it in out its boundaries, mm. especially if you've got a good player in. It, it's without a and shadow then, the the form of cricket that, from what I've watched over the last year in particular, wickets really do count. Yeah, you know that 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 absolutely puts the the, the kibosh on anyone who's getting going. As you say, you lost George Hankins second ball in the final. Yeah. You know if he'd if he'd have teed off. For just two or three overs, you might be 30, 40 runs down, down, down the, uh, the the train there. And I, those wickets make all the difference. And you, you only have to listen to the commentators when you know, they talk about the fact that a dot ball is just so vital. You know, the 60 balls in each innings, you know, if you can get, if you can squeeze 15 to 20 dot balls out of that, you, you're in the game straight away, aren't you? I think that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He's, uh, the field placings are massive as well, where you've got your best fielders. Like you take in ones, even twos. You just got. It's so hard to stop the boundaries though, because it's so short. It's just. Mm. It's just hard. You just got to get the, what we found. We've got to get the, the best fielders in the best positions. The lesser fielders, you don't let. You don't mind them taking one to them. Um, like you see me and Sainsy, my fielding cover and Sainsy, they can run one to us. We will take one. But what you don't yeah. is us on the boundary. So it's, it, there is, believe it or not, there is certain tactics that we learned throughout the two weeks, which we're taking to this year. But as I say, it's so fast. You've got the 45-minute clock ticking all the time. That's yeah. the, <laughs> and then there's obviously the punishment of the fielders if you don't get it. it yeah, you just got to, it's constant, non-stop. But it's, it is, it's fun. That's the best thing about it. So I sense uh, the reality is, and I'll be saying about it, is just being ready, you know, is say ready to, ready to bowl at any point and also in the field as well, real real captain management of their own game to, to get into position, et cetera, and, and just keeping an eye on half, half an eye on the captain all the time. I guess that, that's what I sense with, it's going to be quite important. Absolutely. And if you if you look back to the England team who won the European Championship last year, without any shadow, he didn't have the best tournament with the bat himself, but the most important player on that pitch was Dan Lincoln, the captain. And the way he marshaled the field, ball by ball, and it's quick, quick, quick because you've got that 45-minute clock. They, As you said, they've all got their left eye, right eye. They're always looking to see what he's doing and just setting those mm-hmm. plans. And you don't get you don't get time to adjust too often, clearly. But at least if you get through to the last day of the, your group, so you know, for everyone who's listening who doesn't know, that everyone will play each other for the first two days. Then it goes into a finals day for the group to see who goes to championship week. By the time you get to finals day, you will have played each other. You will then get to see mm. what each other team's going to do, and you might start to put some mini plans in place. But other than that, the, the captains are just so non-stop, aren't they, Mark? Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's just like you, um, even when you're having a game in between, you're tossing up and you're doing pictures, you're doing interviews. There's the captains is non-stop because you obviously toss why the first guy's <laughs> ready, so you're ready. He's not. Uh, Vinny's doing interviews and et cetera, et cetera. So it is non-stop for the captains, yeah. We've got two weeks to wait. I'm going to ask 
two questions for both of you. Two weeks to wait before, let's be honest, you watch, your bowlers start bowling as fast as they can. Spinners start to spin it as much as they can. And every batter from Tim Lloyd, George Hankins, Hamish Merriman, looking forward to watching Hamish bat out there, I think, are all going to be teeing off left, right and centre. If you have a hope for that week, Mark, yep. what is it in simple terms? Win the group, get through to finals week. That's, that's all we're there for. We can only give it our best. I say we've spoke about it as much as obviously us and Wimbledon. I, I do believe we'll be in the final. But if you take your foot off the gas and take the others for granted like we did last year, you just quickly find yourself behind it. And to get to the eliminators, massive. See the finals day last year, we finished fourth and we had to win three games to win it and exactly the same mm-hmm. finals. You get that limiter, it just gives you two chances to get to the final. Definitely. Yourselves, Ali, what's your thought process as a club? Uh, yeah, we've, we've talked about, obviously, you know, the emphasis, as always, is, is getting there and enjoying it. But yeah, just making sure the guys put their skills in place, really, and, and just being, you know, realistic as well. It is, you know, you're coming out of a net situation indoors to, to play in a game. So, uh, yeah, as much as you can, the guys getting up to speed and, yeah, uh, obviously, the same as Mark. You know, just hopefully we can uh, we we can go through to the next stage. And you know, the one thing we can assure you is, whichever club goes through to the next stage, and please, please, please be one of you two because I, I did say it off air, but I'll say it on here as well. Neither are allowed back in the country if you let Mechelen England uh, Eagles, Prague, or Huddinge beat you and come back. You're not allowed back. And I don't, <laughs> I don't think we'll get a, a two team intro for next year. Then will we invite whatsoever? But you guys get to that final. I think it's an opportunity to show two proper English cricket clubs having a real good Barney, to, let's be honest. Because that's what's going to, you know, a T10 is a good Barney very quickly. And that couldn't be any better to do that on a Saturday night, could it? No, hopefully that's, that's, that's the case. I, I would rather play one of the other three, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. But uh, if, uh, if it's an all English final and the best team wins, and at least there's an English team back at finals week. Yeah, very, very much so. I think if, uh, you know, we'll hopefully get there. And uh, yeah, the guys will give it a good, good go. They'll have obviously learned over the two or three de- games. As always, you say to any of the players, you know, as long as they've left it all out there. And, yeah. 110%, you can't ask anymore. Most definitely. It's not like you haven't got some people you can look back on and see the success they've had over the last few months. The England ladies won the European Championship. The England men won the European Championship. You know, both will tell you that it wasn't easy in the slightest to get to that stage. They'll also both tell you, in particular the men, how much those European clubs and countries are improving. And that'll be the really interesting bit in the Champions League this year because... You had a tough time last year, Mark, but we're bound to see some improvement from those clubs as well, aren't we? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I'll be honest, as, as I said earlier, I think we took it a bit easy. What you will find and what we did find, especially in the first group, and I was actually talking about it to the chairman yesterday, it's a bit harsh on Wimbledon, to be fair, because they're top seeds in the group and then obviously seeds two, three, four. And normally seed, seed five would be the worst team and they've bumped into us. So it's a little bit unfair, uh, but you cannot take them for granted. What we did find, though, they'll have four or five who come back. If you get a couple of early wickets, the better teams will ge- genuinely win. Obviously, they'll have two. Actually, as I said, to Mumtaz and people like that. The Germans had a really good one, but I can't remember his name. But you get them out, you you get into the middle order and it's a different ball game. Like the, the better cricket teams, mm. clubs, will have enough too much for them. Yeah, I mean, that's right. I think it did seem strange just being in the same group, but there we go. I guess that's that's the way it works. No, probably that that's kind of strength. His depth is probably one of the assets that we have, really. You know, probably more experienced cricketers and you've got people still coming in at six or seven who certainly, certainly know what to do, yeah. Let's ask one final question to Mark. You're the experienced guy on the recording here, Mark. If you could give one piece of advice to Wimbledon with your experience from Hornchurch, what would it be? Can I, can I give that bit of advice? 
Go on, go on, Hugh. Don't get pissed the night before the first match. Probably, that's very good, Hugh, but I'd rather them have a drink, so I weren't going to say <laughs> right. A bit of advice. When Ankins is back, and lob it up a bit, he don't mind it like that. No, that's the thing. <laughs> he just, I don't even know what advice to give. He, as, as Alistair said, you've got 100%. The captain's got to be on the ball all the time, and everyone's got to be ready to play their part. Look, we narrowed it down. We, we overcomplicated it. The bottom line is you've got 60 balls. A dot ball is a disaster. Ones and twos. It's, it's a boundary-hitting game. You, you can't have dot balls. You've only got 60. There's no good being 90 for two off 10 overs. You might as well be 140 for nine. You've you just got to keep going and going and not be scared to get out. Especially... Uh, we've we've yeah. we've looked at that this year. We've got we've got a better lineup, better batting. A dot ball's a disaster. If you play a miss I mean, with intent, is no problem. But blocking's not an option. <laughs> you just got to keep going. It. You'd rather be nine down and two down with thirty more runs. So that's 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 the way we've gradually got to go. That's the only, I watched a bit as you said, Ian. The Euros, the, the Dutch side were the best example of that. They just went for it and went. There was one game. I think they were forty something for six and still managed to get hundred and forty. The young boy, eighteen year old, got eight. Absolutely, yeah, they just they just play the game how it should be. You got sixty balls, get as many as you can. Uh, that was yeah. the best example of our see of that. The Dutch, they were very good. They just went for it. it. Is what it is. The best team will win, and hopefully, it's one of the English teams. Fingers crossed, it will be. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time this evening. It's been great just chatting about what's going to be coming up in two weeks' time. Um, yeah, I'm going to be very very blunt about what I say next. In that, there's a lot of people watch the European Cricket League and see it all on the internet and just think it's all clowning around and drop catches and dodgy run outs and everything else. I'll tell you right now, you will also see some of the best batting, some of the best bowling and without a shadow, some of the best fielding around in the European Champions League. The key is that the European Cricket Network have more cricket ongoing around Europe than anywhere else in the world. And just by nature of the numbers, you're going to see more run outs and more dodgy catches going on. And let's be mm. frank, we all know that we can go to a club ground anywhere in England all through the summer and you'll see some clowning around when it comes to runouts. You'll see some dodgy drop catches. Even in the Premier League with you guys, you see it, don't you? Yeah, It's just a numbers game in Europe. And you know, I would urge anyone who's listening to this pod and thinking, oh, what shall I do over the couple of weeks? Just tune in for a couple of the Wimbledon or Hornchurch games and I guarantee you'll be hooked. And you'll be watching T10 cricket all the way through then. If you're working like I am most of the time when I'm watching it, just make sure you get your work done along the way because I tell you what, it really does pull you pull you left, right, and centre. Been absolutely fabulous talking. Thanks again, Hugh. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Answer. Cheers, Hugh. We'll all keep in touch during the tournament, yep. and if uh, we can get you guys on during the tournament, if there's anything happens in particular, especially after one of you have won it, uh, be, be absolutely fabulous. So thanks a lot for joining us, and uh, look forward to a great few days out in Spain. Yep. Cheers, Lovely. cheers, man. Cheers, Mark. See you out there. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening to the Premier League Cricket Show. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes and stay updated on all the latest news, views and discussions from around the cricket Premier Leagues. And be sure to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram at TPL Cricket Show on both. Join the conversation, share your thoughts and connect with us and your fellow Premier League cricket fans. And hey, if you enjoyed the show, why not show us some love Leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast platform as it helps other potential listeners to find us when they're searching for cricketing podcasts. Thanks again for being part of the Premier League Cricket Show family and until next time, have a good one. Sports Social Podcast Network.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.